What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, this is our first recording of Chillin' with Dylan. I'm here with my roommate, Ken Ishijima. Um, he's a uh, film and media studies major here at UCI. He's also my roommate. We've been uh, in Phi Gamma Delta for the last three years, right? Three years. Yeah, three years. Um, yeah, it's been a, it's actually been quite a ride. How's your back doing with the with your uh, your back problems going? It's doing good. I've been going to therapy. Uh, it's been helping a lot. You know. It's uh, tidying. I have to like work out my core. I guess that's the source of a lot of my pain. So I've been doing a lot of like core workouts. Did that just happen like out of nowhere, or was it just it's like... weird? Like I've always had back problems. Um, it came from like this one injury when I was skateboarding, and then like uh, I was like riding up the ramp, and I did the splits, and then like, like straight into two. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. And like what you split it and it's just never the same. Yeah, never the same. Like I went to like a chiropractor afterwards and like that helped, but then like there's still some long term effects. Oh my god! So like like you just feel like you just feel it all up in your back all the time, or yeah, like, like back, like my tailbone. Oh my god! No, I have like a I was my jaw. I have like TMJ. Yeah. And it fuck you can hear a crack. When oh. I was younger, like I um I would eat shit right and like you could like i could hear a crack oh. when i like bite on stuff and like i remember like i don't know you just like get called out they'd be like you good dude like yeah. <laughs> i'm like yeah my mouth is fine it just fucking oh, hurts man. like a bitch right now i'm a lord of bay but uh how's the tell me a little bit about yourself i mean like how's um i know you're into writing and all that but like how that all gets started i actually don't know how yeah you know, it's all the writing and everything. um honestly um so like Dylan said, I'm a fifth year of film media studies and digifilm minor and trying to be a writer in television. It, it all started in um, high school senior year. Like that's when you like decide like what you want to do, right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, some people, they want to go, you know, be a doctor, join the military, go to law school, stuff like that. And like I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like I, I wasn't like the most stellar student. Like, I didn't really do well in math or, like, I did all right in, like, English and history and stuff. But, like, you know, that's what gives you an idea of, like, what you want to do. So, like, if you're good at, like, math, like, oh, I want to maybe try, like, engineering. Or, mm-hmm. like, if I'm good at biology, like, oh, maybe I might pursue, like, um, like uh, medical school or whatever. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. like, I was, like, just, like, mediocre student, like, average. And then I just so happened to take, like, a creative writing class. Um, like, I just needed one class to fill up my schedule. And then, like, going into this class, I, like, I, like, had little, very low expectations of this class. Like, I was just like, oh, this is just going to be, like, an easy A. Like, I'm just, I'm just going to bullshit through it. And then, um, oddly enough, like, it just kind of, like, touched me. Like, uh, like, it just, we just started out, like, writing poems, um, and then we moved on to like short stories and stuff and it was like a really cool like outlet for me and like really cool way to like express my creativity and stuff like that and then um like near the end of senior year i, I just kind of like that's you know like i said that's when you start thinking about what you want to do and then like uh so i'm thinking to myself like what do i want to do mm-hmm. yeah and then i was like wow like i really like writing like it's like really fun and like creative and like well, it is also a skill, too, like, something that could be applicable to, like, the real world, like, in terms of, like, a career. And then I also, I was, I'm also, like, really passionate about, like, film and TV and stuff. Um, and so I just kind of put two and two together, like, oh, well, I mean, there is a job for that. It's, like, screenwriting. So exactly, exactly. It's kind of how it came to be. I mean, um, 
Was there, I mean, you were into skateboarding before that, obviously, but was there anything, like, per, uh, before, like, writing that you were particularly into that, like, like, made you want to do writing, in, per se, or was it just, like, you just picked up, you were just skateboarding, and then just one day you picked up a pen and pencil, and you were like, okay, I like this shit. Yeah, it's just, like, that class definitely helped me, like, enjoy writing a lot more, because, like, like, obviously, that's, like, the first thing you learn when yeah. you, like, go to schools, like, you learn your alphabet, and you learn how to spell, and read and write and stuff, but, like, all throughout public school it's just like writing essays or you know like writing book reports shit like that mm-hmm. but then like this class is just like yeah toss all that out the window and just write whatever you want basically oh uh, so it's like the freedom of it you really yeah. enjoy i mean um are you mostly would you say you're mostly self-taught though with your writing style or is it like you are inspired by a couple people in particular um that's a good question like um I honestly haven't really learned much from UC Irvine in particular. Um, I did take this course at UCLA, which was really helpful for me. And, like, that's what really, like, started building, like, my foundation for, like, what I, the skills that I have right now. And um, I also just, like, watch a lot of YouTube videos. Like, YouTube's, like, a great resource for anything, really. Uh Uh, So those have been really helpful for me. Also, like, obviously watching a lot of TV and movies and doing a lot of reading. Not just, like, um, like scripts, but also, like, reading, like, about, like, philosophy, art, um, stuff like that also is really helpful. But, like, is there, like, because I, I don't know, because, like, I'm, like, I love the writing shit, too. Like, yeah. I, I always watch, like, analysis videos, like, breaking yeah. down characters. Like, I'm always interested in, like, character tropes and all that type yeah. of stuff. But, I mean, like, when you're writing your story, I know you're writing, what, what was the pilot again? Um, so, right now, I have a side project called Hardwired, and it's, like, an hour-long a sci-fi drama mm-hmm. and like that kind of came about um from one of my favorite movies blade runner and like the whole cyberpunk genre i feel like hasn't really been explored too much like in hollywood yeah or at least well i mean have you have, did you see 2049 and ever I, I, yeah 2049 is actually i think my personal hot take i think it's better than the original oh it is that's yeah. what people say it's like it's fire yeah i, I mean I, a couple of my sci- favorite science, I always like 2001, I like the That's original good. Alien, yeah. but um, it's just a couple of the recent ones. I watched, um, have you watched Ad Estrada? With, I have uh, not. I, I've heard like mixed um, reviews about that, but I want to watch it. It was, try- it was like trying to do like, kind of like the, like the, like the impending doom feeling of like 2001, oh, okay. but it felt like it just wasn't the right way. About yeah. I, I don't know, especially with like future genre, but I know it's, yours is specifically cyberpunk, but I yeah. mean, um, What's it called? When you're writing your pilot or you're just writing in general, are you more, um, do you like, like, is there a certain, like, way you see it? Like, are you more focused on the characters, story, or are you, like, like, um, like, what interests you, I guess, mostly when you're writing your story? Like, uh, what are you trying to get across the most? Yeah, so, you know, like, it's dip- it's different for every writer. Every writer has their own process and, like, whatever works best for them, you know, that's what they go with. But for me, like, it usually in uh, it usually starts with like a kernel of an idea, that could be like a wide range of things. So, um, me personally, I just like um, like I said earlier, I was just like really inspired by like the Blade Runner films, and so I, I was just like, and like also like a wide variety of other like TV shows and films as well. Like uh, Cowboy Bebop, I think is like a great. Like, oh, that's fire, bro! That's show. a fire one, bro. I was like a. I kind of wanted to make my own like cyberpunk world as well, um, 
But on top of that, it also goes with like, um, this is something that every writer kind of has to go through, which is kind of finding your voice. And what that means is like, what do you want to say to the world? Mm -hmm. And so that basically um, sets up your theme of the show or movie or whatever you're trying to write. And then from there, um, your theme creates, um, you need a character to reflect that theme. Yeah. From there, that's, that's where it starts for me at least. I mean, um, when you're, I mean, like, so when you're writing your stories, um, have you written a couple over, you would say, since you started writing, or has it just been, like, you've been working on the hard wire, you would say, or have you thrown around ideas here and there? Yeah, um, so I did write a different script, uh, before I came to UC, I was, it was like a, like a 10-minute play that I write, wrote from one of my classes, and it, it was like, uh, it was just like a drama about this aspiring actress who's, like, kind of struggling in to make it out in the industry and then so that was like my first like script i ever wrote and then i, I wrote a short film when i got to uci it was like it was just good experience um i'm proud of it but it's like uh, you know it's like student film what do you expect yeah i feel that but was it where they all had similar themes or were they all pretty different when you wrote them yeah so uh, me personally um like growing up I was always, I was always kind of like the runt of the litter in like mm-hmm. wherever environment I was like at home or at school or with my friends or whatever. So like I always felt this need to like prove myself and like I always felt like I always had to overcome rejection. So that's a lot of like where my voice comes from is, is through like so that's what I re- mainly write about is like characters kind of overcoming obstacles. Um, it's like underdogs, you know. Yeah, you like the underdog type of story. Yeah, I mean. um when you uh so for specifically hardwired um like where do you see that taking it like what do you see like would you want it to be a full series or you're kind of still developing in your head or like like what's your take on that oh uh i would definitely i mean i guess the dream would be to see one day see it being produced into an actual tv show Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean uh I, i would like to keep working on it um I, I would rather see it produced done well um maybe like 10 15 years from now than like being produced like five years from now but like not done well you know no yeah i, I feel that i feel like especially with like the cyberpunk type of um movies it's just like you need to get like the visual effects right to a certain degree yeah. like you you when they're like fucked up like you oh, can yeah. tell you can tell and it really shows especially with like cheesier ones where you're like watching and you're just like it takes you out of the immersion completely yeah. have you seen um i don't know like i've been really into watching a couple movies late i saw have you seen any stanley kubrick movies yeah i've seen a couple like i've seen full metal jacket um i've seen what else is there like the shining right have you seen eyes wide shut no i've not okay just to fill people in this is like what this is stanley kubrick's last movie um he died right after you know, oh, you did shit. you know that he died right after? I he did made, not. Like I don't know if it was like immediately after, but like he died a couple months after the film was made, and it's just like apparently like I don't if you haven't seen the movie, spoiler alert, but like there's a lot of like random sex shit in it. <laughs> like there, it's like a sex cult basically. Okay. And so like fucking Tom Cruise, this movie's hilarious too. Tom Cruise is like shorter than everyone else, and this <laughs> is like one of the movies you really notice how short he is compared to everyone else, but um. You know, um, he goes into this fucking... He, he accidentally, like, steps in on a sex cult, basically. Like, mm-hmm. comes in, everyone's gangbanging. He's kind of like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I thought this was, like, going to be a casual thing. I just yeah. wanted to cheat on my wife. Long story short, but um, 
there's just like a I don't know the atmosphere um especially in that movie it's just like everything's there's no special effects it's all just like yeah people interacting um the framework is really good and like that's the thing about those types of movies it's just like you know you got to prioritize certain aspects yeah. over other ones um is do you think you could what, what like let's say like they came to you and they're like hey we're down to do your thing but we want to make it straight up a spaghetti western do you think you could be able to do that with hardwire or is it specifically in a cyberpunk setting well i mean hardwire does take influence from spaghetti westerns like a lot of tropes um one of the main characters uh, mason is like uh well so so to explain hardwired is like a, a neo-noir as well as it is cyberpunk but it does take inspiration from other genres including spaghetti westerns but uh to answer your question i, I feel like um the core cyberpunk isn't like you know the pretty neon lights or the flying cars and stuff like that it's about you know corporations taking over um you know the increasing poverty or the um poverty gap and stuff like that and so that's the core of the cyberpunk genre so you know like as much as i would love to see this you know piece being made like it, i feel like that's something that would compromise the work Mm-hmm. And i feel that especially um yeah especially with the i didn't even realize i mean just when you said that whole corporation thing made me think of um akira when you're yeah he's driving down the um city and it's just all those ads all the neon lights yeah. and it's like it's just so mesmerizing yeah. but it's like those are ads at the end of the day yeah. have you you seen you that's one of your have you seen that's one of your favorites right or you really, oh yeah definitely like um what's it called that's probably one i would say that's one of my favorite anime movies have you ever seen um what's it called uh wolf children or your name uh, i've seen your name that's yeah. like uh i feel like that's like a uh, standard now yeah that me. oh my god that makes me cry bro it's like i don't know it just hits i it's one of those movies um that like this story is so simple yeah yet like you are you feel like invested within yeah. it yeah like even though like I don't know, there's just, like, a random boy-girl character fucking r- running around, like, yeah. switching bodies, but, like, it just feels like, um, that's not, like, the, the animation, the characters, mm, yeah. like, everything just, like, flows really nice. Especially, like, the, I love it when uh, animated movies are just, like, they flow nice. Like, oh, yeah, they, they definitely. Look, like, Studio Ghibli and all that type of stuff, too, like, it looks incredible. I mean, um, were you inspired by, um, like, uh, other than the, other than what was the TV show you said before that inspired you for the, or not TV show? Um, like I guess other than um, TV shows, like what is there a particular movies or anything or anime that like you really like? You were like, wow, I want to write fucking, I want to write about this shit. Like Ooh. this seems sick. I mean, off the top of my head, if if we're talking about like anime in particular. Um... One Piece, I mean, that was, like, my entry. Yeah, One Piece. And it's, like, it's so crazy, like, how, like, large the world is and, like, how, like, fleshed out every little detail it is. It, isn't that... Okay, that's, like, that's what's wild to me about that show is just, like, like how many characters there are and how, like, vast the world is. Yeah. I know you, you watch the video essays just as much yeah. as me about all that shit, but um, with the One Piece ones, I was watching this one the other day. It was by... Um, teching i don't know if you ever watched his like one piece videos but he's just talking about like the world structure and it's just like yeah it's kind of crazy to think that it's kind of like game of thrones type of thing there's like like the yonko the fucking strong yeah. ass pirates there's the 
the government pirates and there's the government and like they're all world powers and that's just like a fraction yeah. of the one piece story you know what i mean like he that dude's been working on it they, that was 20 years now yeah like uh, 97 right that's when he started it. yeah and he's still been going on it bro i you have you you're not up to date though right i'm like a little bit behind but like i'm on the current arc it's just i just started the current arc yeah you watch a lot of stuff though how many yeah. shows are you watching right now you think in total. Uh, I have, like, a thing right now on my desk where I have, like, a list of shows that I want to watch just for the month. Mm-hmm. Um, I just finished um, The Wire Season 2, uh, Soprano Season 4. Um, I'm re-watching True Detective Season 1, uh, Band of Brothers. I always make it I always make an effort to re-watch Band of Brothers, like, once a year. Uh, I also want to get into... Uh, there's a lot of shows that I want to get into. I want to get into Westworld. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 So I have a particular. Um, I know you love Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. So, I never quite understood like why it's so um, groundbreaking in its writing in particular. Is it like its characters, its setting? Like, don't get me wrong. Like that show's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like I like it's so entertaining throughout the whole time. But I, if like someone told me why or asked me why, like I particularly like, I feel like I wouldn't be able to explain it. Like, is yeah. could you exp- like? What makes it groundbreaking? I mean, that's a great question. I think a lot of writers are still thinking about, like, how Breaking Bad, you know, did so well in, it, in its writing in particular. And, um, like, if I remember correctly, like, the idea came from uh, Vince Gilligan, who's the showrunner, and he's, like, talking on his buddy. He just got done writing The X-Files. Uh, he worked on that show. That's the one with the, like, the alien one, right? Yeah. With that one alien poster, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I want to believe. I think so. All right, continue, continue. And he's like, he's out of a job, so he's like, talking on his, talking to his friend, shooting the shit, and he's like, man, like we could probably make a lot of money if we sold drugs, and then so that's where the idea started, started from, and then from there, um, the idea evolved further into um, what if you take, I think the elevator pitch was, what if you take Mister, how do you get to Mister Rogers to Scarface, and so oh. they kept that as like their mantra throughout the entire uh, series is like at the because like at the end of the day each episode is about Walter White and like his descent into evil, mm-hmm. and so the viewer as as a viewer you're like you know how's this, how's he gonna break bad this time like what's he gonna do like is he gonna kill like Jesse is he gonna like um. So you gonna poison that kid? Like you know, what what is he gonna do? Like what's 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 too far? Like how yeah. far is he gonna go to like achieve his goals? No, yeah, I, I especially him in particular. Just watching that show, you just like oh fuck! Like yeah. when he, like um, just some like what he remember is um it was season three or something like that. Those two drug dealers were about to spoiler spoilers. Those two drug dealers <laughs> were about to do some shit, and the car Walt hits him with his car, right? Yeah, and I'm just like you're like you're like oh like that wasn't even the worst thing he did up to that point you know what i mean like you watch season one you know what happens you know what i mean exactly but um also jesse pinkman is fucking written incredibly oh yeah like he's um he's probably one of my favorite characters in um i think tv shows in general just because like i don't know you i always am i'm always sympathetic for those characters that are like like they know they're kind of fucked up by the end of the day like they're like a nice guy like i love those little touches they had with him with like when he was interacting with kids oh yeah and like it's like those little subtleties like that's i think like that's like what made him a really good character too yeah exactly like uh just like those tiny little moments like him and his little brother mm-hmm. or, like kidman 
uh, his girlfriend's uh, son, like those little moments, kind of like really flush him out. He, like when you first meet him, he's like, he's like a shithead, you know? Like, no, yeah, he's a fuckhead for sure. But like, you know, you have those little moments here and there that like really, you know, bring him to life. Make him human. I mean, is there uh, is there anything in particular you don't like about Breaking Bad that like people or is there st- is there pe- is there things that people commonly talk about that aren't good with Breaking Bad? Um, I think um, there is one criticism. And this is this kind of goes above Breaking Bad. This is bigger than Breaking Bad, but like um, kind of how they depict Walter and like a lot of people like sympathize and relate to him, but like. You're obviously not supposed to because he's doing all these bad, these horrible things. Yeah. And like you see that in like a lot of characters nowadays, like uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. Or Joker. Like, Joker, Rorschach, like a lot of these TV anti-heroes, like, you know, obviously like you're rooting for this character because you care about him. But like at the end of the day, like, you know, don't be like him. They're doing fucked up things. Yeah. That's how I felt like... Um... Yeah, it's like, how can you not root for him? Like, especially when you see your roots. Same thing, like, opposite end with Jesse Pinkman. It's yeah. kind of like, you know he's a fuckhead at first, and you're like, you don't want to care about him, but, like, yeah. you kind of realize he is just human at the yeah. end of the day. I think my only gripes with Baking Bad were... I didn't think Skylar was actually as bitchy as other people would say. Oh, no, I think... I thought she was being reasonable most of the time. Yeah, I, I think a lot of that just stems from, like, a, unfortunately, just, like, misogyny and sexism. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I, like, I feel... Like, I felt her at some points. Other times she was overreacting by me, like, your husband's dealing methamphetamine. Exactly. And you have a disabled son and a child on the way. You'd be kind of concerned. Yeah. Um, also, like, do, what, what was up with... Do you know what was up with that last season with the the villains like i know like because gus is just such a great yeah. antagonist and then it switches to like the nazi people mm-hmm. was that just kind of like they had no one else or you don't really know about that uh as far as i know I, I don't really know obviously like when you kill off like a character like gus like how do you go from there you know exactly that was like my only like other than that like the series was really good mm. i just didn't like that transition between um you went from like gus who's like who seemed just like the ultimate badass yeah. like drug dealer like totally common collective to like just a bunch of nazis trying to hunt down wall yeah that was my only thing about it but like everything up to there was good i never i haven't even seen the movie uh el camino yeah i think you would like it just because uh it's about jesse pinkman Mm -hmm. basically i think i don't want to give it away too much but like the um the idea came from like the end of season five spoiler alert you know like walter has his ending and Jesse kind of has his ending, but, like... Not really has his ending. Yeah. Yeah. No, you can, like... If they never made a movie, I would, like... Like, I feel like it's still a fitting conclusion, but I still haven't caught around to it. I mean, you... And you think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad, Yeah, that's my uh, personal hot take. Uh, what... What in particular? Just the character? Or, like, is the story writing better? Like, how can... How did... How were they able to... It's a prequel. Like, how, how can they fit that much information within a prequel? Oh, that's a good question. So, Better Call Saul, like you said, is a prequel, but it starts like pretty early on, like two thousand two, I think. Whereas Breaking Bad starts like two thousand eight. So there's like a good five, six years along the way, and um, it's also kind of a slow burn. Like it takes its time, which mm-hmm. might turn some people off. Um, like Breaking Bad, like first episode, like Walter at the end, of, at the end of the episode, he's already cooking meth and he's mm-hmm. already like try to kill some dudes. You yeah. Know? Whereas, um, you got some dude locked up in the basement by episode four. Yeah, but you better call Saul. It's, um, 
he starts out as Jamie McGill. That's his for, that's his real name. Mm. And like he even says that I think in the first episode when you meet him, he's mm-hmm. like when Mal- Walter meets Saul, he's like, uh, "Oh, real name's actually uh, Jamie McGill. I Saul Goodman's just like a name that I created." Mm-hmm. But um, that's the thing. It's like um, in a weird way, Saul kind of or Jimmy, he kind of compliments Walt in a way because he also breaks bad. Like when you first meet him, he's like. Um, he's not the sleazy lawyer that you see in uh, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. He's he's uh, he has a conscience, yeah. unlike Saul Goodman. And then from there on, it's just like it turns into this like Greek tragedy almost in a way. Really? Oh, just like his kind of downfall. Does there yeah. does it tie a lot of stuff from Breaking Bad, or is it kind of like trying to be more independent? Um, so Better Call Saul is not Breaking Bad, but it does have a lot of elements, and like there are certain moments in episodes where it does tie into Breaking Bad, like um, through Mike. Uh huh. And so while Jimmy McGill he's doing his lawyer thing, Mike is starting to explore the underground of Albuquerque, which you know includes like the Salamancas, like Gus and his operations and the cartel and stuff like that. So you do have like Breaking Bad elements, but at the end of the day, it's about Jimmy McGill. Oh, uh, okay, okay, but like, so it 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 doesn't it doesn't make its main focus to try to tie it back to Breaking Bad. Uh, you'd be surprised. It does a really good job at tying it to Breaking Bad. Like, there's these like tiny little bits that like you would never expect a like a like a reference to. Uh-huh. Like, um, like I don't know if you remember this scene, but like, um, I think some dudes try to break into, um mike's house or something and he uses like the little like pig doll mm-hmm. as like a distraction he like puts it in front of like the the keyhole or something uh-huh and then you see that same little pig doll in better call so you like he, you see him like give it to his daughter and stuff oh like it's that. like those little moments you're like oh yeah. like i didn't need to know that but i yeah. was like it was cool that's why i like that's cool that's cool i need to get around to watching that there's a bunch of shows yeah i need to watch too and like, um, I need. I want to watch The Sopranos. Sopranos is great. Yeah. I heard that shit's crazy. But so like with like Sopranos, Band of Brothers, is that like what are those like famous slash like big time motherfucking shows because um, they did their writing the best or they did something different? Uh, there's a lot of factors. Like uh, Band of Brothers is based off of like it's they're based off of real people. It, in particular, oh, I didn't even know that. It's based off like the memoirs or of um, Richard Winters, is, who's like the um, he's like the captain of the um, Easy Company of the 101st Airborne, and so the show is basically kind of based off of that, as well as like a documentary that they produced like a few years back. And like um, Band of Brothers is like one of the first shows, if I'm correct, that like managed to pull off like a really big like production budget show like um like mandalorian or like game of thrones when was it made like early 2000s yeah i think so like i think it was like shortly after saving private ryan oh, okay so it's like like it was, it's it's been around for a minute yeah yeah okay okay that's wait that's okay because i've never seen it my friends have been super into it but i've heard to get around to that what about the sopranos though uh sopranos um that's a great question as well because like you know like the mafia genre that's been like explored like it's a familiar genre mm-hmm. like it's been around for a while like you have the godfather you have goodfellas johnny brasco like 
it's been it's been done countless times, but The Sopranos provides a fresh take on it because um, you have your main character Tony Soprano, who's like you know ma- a mafia guy, but like he goes to therapy. Like, no, oh, he's just like really he's depressed. So like, have you ever heard of like a like a big I didn't even know that. Who's like wow. depressed and goes to therapy and like he needs to like talk to talk to a, like a therapist about his problems. Like, oh, it's like the, I didn't even know that. Like, I thought it was just all fucking violence and guns i mean that is a huge part of the show but like at the end of the day it's like about tony soprano one of the things is about him and his weird relationship with this therapist really yeah just because like the therapist knows everything type yeah deal. that and also like uh it's not really like a crime drama like obviously like the fa- the, ma- the mafia aspect is a huge part of the show but at the end of the day, it's not really a crime drama. It's a family drama. It's about Tony and his family, not just, like, his blood relatives, like his son, his wife, his daughter, and his uncles and stuff, but, like, you know, also his mafia family. But mm-hmm. it's, it's it's at the end of the day, a family drama. Yeah, dang. Have you ever thought about writing uh, about your experiences within the fraternity? Oh, definitely. Like, what, what, what would oh, you want to highlight particularly? So many things that, like, happen within these walls, like... Uh, like, all the parties we've had, all the, like, just, like, the random shit. Like, even yesterday, we just had, like, a bunch of random shenanigans going on. I know. I felt, I, <laughs> I'm getting so old. I feel so old. Yeah. I feel like, uh, all the older bros, when they graduate, they're like, they're like, oh, you youngsters. Exactly. And I'm, like, falling asleep after three beers. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I need to chill. I mean, um, when you, you, I totally know this, but, um, um, I totally know this, but like you totally were not expecting to join a fraternity. When no, not you came at all. Here, huh? Not at all. You just were like, "fuck it" type of deal. Yeah. We like, were you? What were you? Um, I mean, like, uh, what were you thinking? Like, were you just like, were you just along for the ride type of deal? Uh, I guess in a nutshell, uh, if you put it that way. But yeah, coming here to UCI, I just like, or coming and coming from a CC a community college, it was like. If you've never been to a community college, um, for the most part, it's, like, socially dead. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing going on. And, like, everyone just kind of sticks to themselves. And so I was, like, going through that for three years, and I was just, like, over. Like, I, like I'm pretty introverted, but, like, I need some, like, human interaction. No, I feel – no, definitely, definitely. So, like, yeah, I definitely wanted to, like, get involved with something. Like, in my head is, like, oh, join the film club. Uh-huh. Or, like – I don't know, maybe some student organization, whatever. Never in my mind would I expect to join like a fraternity, though. No, yeah, I no, trust me, I feel that. It's just because, um, like, did you have like a like other than like join a club? You didn't really, you didn't really have even a club you were thinking about particular going to join, right? No. Yeah, that was my my thing too. I feel like it's just like, especially in college when there's just so many options. Yeah. Like there's. There, there's a lot of good options. Don't get me wrong, but there are also a lot of bad oh, options yeah. when you come. I remember, um, not to talk bad about any clubs, but <laughs> I, I went to uh, a board game club my first year, and um, like, don't get me wrong, like they had board games, like they had the requirements, but it's just like it's not my vibe. You yeah, know what I mean, and it's like I feel like that's so hard, especially in college when like, I don't know. Um, especially being a first year. I don't know how it is when you were a transfer, but just, mm. like, the expectation, like, you know, these are supposed to be the best years of your life. Yeah. Like, you gotta, like, if you don't have the best time of your life, then, like, you fucked up. It's like, yeah. it's like oh, God, like, I, I didn't know that we had to do that much shit. It's crazy, because, like, you know, you're never gonna get another experience like college anywhere else, you know? And so you only get, like, you know, four, maybe five years tops. 
and so you just got to make the most out of it and like it's it's like it can be overwhelming especially when you're like 18 19 years old Mm -hmm. did you feel like when you were out of high school you were just like i needed to just take time in community college or what was your like mindset right out of high school um so yeah that was like pretty much my my mindset for the time being is just like all right i just need to like get like go to my classes like get you know good grades um get a job too just so like i can start saving money for like when i do go off to college mm-hmm. um i didn't really have a lot going on just because like there wasn't a lot of opportunities at the time yeah like i did here at uc irvine Are, how did a lot of your friends end up doing back home did a lot of them end up going to college too or i know steven obviously but yeah. like, <laughs> but like how did a bunch of your other friends do uh, most of them, like, went off to college as well, like, they went to, like, they're, they're a lot better students than I was, I was, so they went to, like, pretty good universities, um, some in-state, some out-of-state, um, others, like, um, I know a lot of people that, like, started to, like, just work straight out of high school, too, um, I'm from San Pedro, which is, like, a blue-collar town, um, a lot of, our, a lot of jobs come from the port, so a lot of people try to get jobs there as well. Mm Mm-hmm. You, did you like were you always like i want to fucking go to college and get out of here or were you like kind of like were you still did it take you a while to figure things out when you were in CC? oh i definitely wanted to get out of uh, my san pedro like a hundred percent like yeah. that was your goal yeah like i have nothing against san pedro or anything it's not a bad place to live but it's just like being you know living there for all your life like i just needed a, like a new environment mm-hmm. were you aiming for irvine in particular or just ended up i actually don't even know it ended up just like on your lap oh you tagged it huh yeah um so like irvine was like one of my safety schools and mm-hmm. then i really wanted to get into ucla just because of like their <laughs> i'm pretty sure a lot of other people can everyone here at uci that. yeah uh but continue yeah i i wanted to go to like ucla usc uh, I also kind of want to go, go, like, up north. Um, like, I got into SF State, and, like, uh, I wouldn't mind going there, but it's just, like, the housing situation is just oh, yeah, way too fucked. gnarly. It's fucked up there, right? It's, like, it's not worth it. Yeah. That's why I've, I've heard that San Francisco housing is not very forgiving. No. Yeah, oh, my God. Wait, I mean, um, what's it called? Yeah, I feel that with the UCLA. It's just, I mean, like, is there programs... Do you know in particular if their programs are that much different or is it just like, um, like, I guess, like, what's the word? Um, they, they're just valued more. Um, I mean, so I was there over the summer of 2019 for their screen or TV writing program. In like the month and a half I was there, like, I got way more out of than like the year and a half that I spent here at the <laughs> White just because of like the resources they had. Uh huh. And like the like the personnel they had there, like the faculty, like they're all like super experienced. Like they've worked in the industry. Like they understand how it works. Like mm-hmm. they they know the material. Like they've worked with the people who've like produced the, the materials well. So like they really know their shit. Yeah. And also like um, I mean this is more for like if you're interested in production, but they have like all this equipment and like they have like a sound studio and everything. Like in, pretty much like their own internal movie studio. That students can just use and everything. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's yeah. That does sound really nice. Yeah. I mean, um, with the production stuff, are are you interested in that stuff too, or you just want to do screenwriting? Uh, personally, I have no interest in production. Like, I I leave that to like you know the people want to pursue like cinematography and directing and editing and stuff like that. Uh, it's just me personally. Like, 
I don't know how to work a camera, but like you know, I I can kind of write a script, I guess. That's like that's what's the crazy part about all this movies and TV show stuff is there's just so many moving parts. Oh yeah. With the uh, um, production in general. Oh yeah. Just because um. You know, I do like stories. I do like characters at the end of the day. But I feel like if I were to work on a movie set, I would totally um, want to be the cinematographer and, like, set up those crazy yeah. long shots or those wide shots and everything. But um, there's just so much, like, going on and all yeah. that. Do they make you – you have to, like, learn – or the curriculum they teach you in the UCI program, they make you try to learn all of that shit? Uh, at UCI, it's, like, very theory-based. So it's, like, you're not even you, – you're lucky if you get any work at all, like, oh, any really? hands-on experience. Dang, especially with COVID right now. Oh yeah, it's been it's been so rough, bro. Mm. I mean, what's it called? Did you think we were gonna be in this lockdown for this long no, when this like, first started? I, I applied to Digifilm, um, and I managed to get in, thinking that like by the time I get back here, you know, fall twenty, like we would be back in session, you know. Yeah, no, bro, definitely. Like, I was dead wrong. <laughs> no, yeah, bro. I, I got. I remember, like, when they first started talking about COVID, they were like, oh, maybe, like, maybe till summer, and I yeah. was, like, so thankful. I was like, oh, this shit gonna be done. We're gonna be back on track. Exactly. But, I mean, that's just how just... I didn't even, like, it's hard to even imagine. Yeah. Like, it just hits so fucking fast. I mean, you had it. Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Did you, like, were you... You were you got the symptoms. What yeah. was the worst one? Uh, I guess it was, like, the combination of, like, having like a really high fever and like really like cold chills so. oh my i hate the chills that's yeah. like oh my I, I i can't like stand it i like when you, you're like dry sweating or yeah. not cold sweating you know what i mean you're underneath the sheets and you're just freezing but way too hot at the yeah. same time were you were you just miserable in your room the whole time did you take anything or like i just took some advils like you know once a day once or twice a day but um other than that, like, the only thing, the only, like, remedy that helped was, like, taking baths. Yeah, no, that, you, you did, hot water always helps, yeah. bro. No, I feel like that's, like, the, that's, like, the Asian method of, like, curing your disease. Yeah. I, my, my, when I was younger, bro, my parents would give me so many baths, and, um, <laughs> I got eczema on my face because oh, they would scrub my cheeks so fucking uh, hard trying to get all the dirt off, ooh. bro. I mean, like, um, that's a, um, that's a, you know what? warm baths is really good for is like um people who are trying to get off of marijuana really i never yeah, heard of that um it's like you shouldn't be doing it a lot obviously just because hot showers are not good for you all the time but like um people who experience like marijuana thc withdrawals what they'll do is um hot showers will like ease their stomach pains and stuff oh. like that that's why it's like really hard for um people who smoke a lot of weed to like stop smoking weed because um just the hunger and stuff you know oh yeah I mean? like um I mean, you ask anyone who's a stoner like <laughs> like they, they they smoke weed they're like i can't eat without like smoking a bowl right before yeah. and it gets it gets hard bro especially like i don't know like if you've been smoking weed for a while you're just like you're just you're so used to you're so used to it um was that like um was weed big in your high school when you were growing up yo yeah definitely it's just like i was just like kind of a hermit at the time uh, okay so yeah. i was in like exposed to a lot of things now when i was in um because i went to private catholic school mm -hmm. and so um i don't know i remember um some someone pulled a gun out at a party oh, what the? out does that like that apparently i saw who did i tell that to i told it to someone who's like bro that happens with the hood all the time <laughs> and i'm like bro i don't think i don't think they pull out a gun and shoot it off like that but this is like in in 10th grade it's like the first party i went to right Damn. and um 
you know, I had to drive home too, and I'm like, fuck, like, Jeez. I can't drink, so I, I was, like, pretty much sober the whole time, uh. and this dude just pulls out a gun and just, like, like, I don't even know if we were getting lit. I was just kind of like, it was kind of like, you know, like scared. You're like, oh my God, this dude has a gun and I'm like 16 years yeah. old. Like, and he just fires at the fucking door and there's a hole in the door and like everyone just devs. And I was just like, wow, my first party ending like <laughs> this. Did you get like, did you party? Did you go to a lot of parties in back in high school? No, I didn't go to any parties. Yeah, I, was I, didn't just, like, I was just like a hermit. I was just like, I would just go home and watch anime or whatever. No, yeah. I think um, I went to like, one or two but I, I don't know my parents are my parents are pretty um my dad is pretty strict mm-hmm. so i like i didn't want to test his patience but yeah i was like um you know me and my friends would smoke weed like our senior year i yeah. remember <laughs> like um yeah we just smoked some weed but i mean like um people you know how crazy strict my school was they had um drug dogs so um every um oh it was random it was random oh, they said it was hell? random but i swear it was every day they would the drug dogs would go through the parking lot sniff every single car damn and they were like they were anal about weed so like if you just smoked in your car like the dog would sit down next to your car and like rat you out damn like that's how like my my school like was so strict like looking back at it it's crazy especially coming out of public university oh yeah i would imagine like um you know if you wore the wrong pants um you had to wear a certain brand of pants. If you yeah. wore the brand, they get you detention. I, I I had a four hour detention because I had three dress code detentions <laughs> on a Saturday. Oh. You know what? You know what's crazy that just happened today? Actually, um, one of the coaches at my high school he got murdered. He got murdered today. Like today, his um, I just I, my everyone's been texting me about it, but like Damn. he was my cross country coach. Like uh-huh. rest in peace. Obviously, he was Guy Fieri, super nice, super cool dude. Um, he was murdered um in north park like in my neighborhood and uh-huh. it's just like it's just crazy because it's like um you know um you go to like this strict catholic school and like you know what i mean everyone's like yeah like you think like everyone's like you know not like gonna get involved in that type of stuff or get or even i, I don't even know what happened but it's just mm-hmm. like the fact that like he was shot and killed is just like just wild to me you know what i mean yeah you'd be surprised like um like high schools and stuff like the things that go around especially with like the faculty yeah no my oh my god this is so funny too my um my high school too um you know what daily mail is i've heard of it yeah um it's like for those who don't know it's like um it's like basically tabloids you can see you can see on snapchat it's like one of the first fucking ad things that pull up when you go like to explore the stories um i remember there's this uh (laughs) there's this uh there's this headline it was like my school is uh, a catholic school so mm-hmm. the, the headline is uh catholic school moms deal drugs to catholic school kids <laughs> and uh it was the photo of the mom right and like in the yeah. article it's like like I, i'm sure this is blown up because like i i i i i did not hear any kids getting their dick sucked by no mama <laughs> but there was saying she there's it was saying like she was dealing drugs like cocaine weed and doing sexual favors for kids and i was just like what the fuck and um <laughs> The last name was um, uh, a, a month before I bought a bottle of vodka uh-huh. off her daughter, <laughs> and um, I like picked it up at their house. But like looking back, like that was definitely the mom who bought it for <laughs> her. And so um, I always I, I was so paranoid at the time because I was like, oh my god, like I'm going to jail. Like I was involved. I'm involved in this. You know what I mean? The feds have like all the records, like all the numbers, all the names, bro. But like. <laughs> it was literally on the headline like catholic mom deals drugs to catholic school students 
And, um, yeah, even, I mean, like, I don't know how public school was, obviously, but, like, I don't know. I had some crazy stuff happen in my school, like, which was, like, I don't know. They just had zero tolerance policy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, zero tolerance. Like, if you got caught in a fight, like, they kick you out. Oh, yeah, I would imagine, so. Yeah, like, I remember this this tall kid. Uh, let's, I mean, let's name him Sean. <laughs> let's name, his name's Sean. Right. His name's Sean. His name's Sean. He's fun. He's like this tall kid, like literally first week of school. It's my first week of high school. Like yeah. I see this dude brawling, like in the middle of the court, and he's just like, "I have anger issues. Like, leave me alone." And I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is the start of Catholic school. Like I'm scared, bro. This is this is gonna be the rest of my entire life." You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that, that's a TV show right there. It's just like the adventures of you know one kid's journey through catholic school yeah yeah i don't know i like because i want to be a teacher one day mm-hmm. and i still debate with myself whether or not i would be down to teach at a catholic school just because like yeah I mean. half the experience was like very positive i would mm-hmm. say just like um you know the faculty people are very very nice in most mm-hmm. of the catholic schools they've been to but um just the people who are like the corrupt ones like they're like just so fucked up you just don't want to even be oh, around yeah. them you know what i mean i mean like um kind of wrap up some things here because we got a couple minutes left um i just kind of want to hear um you know what have been some of your favorite shows like throughout the your time just like a couple of them you really liked and like why you like them like i'm just always interested in hearing oh this yeah stuff. i mean like i said earlier like better call Saul. um i picked that up you know through quarantine because like you know what are you gonna do you know you're just sitting around not working or whatever so i picked that up Kind of out of reluctance, almost, just because like, like a lot of like, like a lot of people coming into the show, you're like, well, this can't be like, how are they going to top Breaking Bad? Like that was like one of the greatest shows of all time. Mm-hmm. And, like, no, definitely, and, definitely. That's been my that's my been my thing about it. Yeah, but like, surely, like you know, they did like Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould, like they pulled it off. Like you know, they took the funny lawyer guy from Breaking Bad and they turned him into a Greek tragedy. Like you see his his moral descent, you know, similar to Walter White, but it's a lot slower and the thing with walter white at least from my interpretation is that walter was like never really that good of a person to begin with like he always kind of had like this ego within him and that's kind of like a lot of the causes for you know his decisions that he makes throughout the shows or throughout the show whereas like jimmy mcgill saul goodman he is like a you know he he seemingly appears as though he has an agenda and he's like sleazy and whatnot though like he is a good person with a conscience. Um, obviously, you don't, that does, you don't really see that in um, Breaking Bad, but like when you see him in Better Call Saul, you do see that he is like a good person. He does care about people at the end of the day, but it's just like that's not really getting him anywhere in life. Like the more like when he does do good things, like it it just always backfires on him, and then. And so he has to, like, you know, break bad in a sense to get where he wants. Ah, uh-huh, yeah, definitely. And so it's like this, uh, it's the, it's like this Greek tragedy where you see this good person become evil and, like, you feel for him. Mm-hmm. And, like, he, he, you see him, like, overcome, like, rejection time and time and again. That's something that, like, I personally re- relate to. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I like it so much is because, like, for me, like, uh, Jimmy McGill is a lot more relatable. Like, everywhere he goes, he's facing rejection, like, from his peers, his his own brother, um, the people that he works with. And so he's trying to overcome all, all this reje- rejection. And so at the end of the day, like, um, he has to cut corners, unfortunately. 
Mm-hmm. He's always resonated with that type of yeah, just the rejection, the downfall, the Greek tragedy. Yeah. No, I think that yeah, you re- you're really convincing me to watch <laughs> it, especially with the the parallels you were saying. Yeah. I just I never realized it lived up to the standard of yeah. the regular show, but like it was like it's own independent thing. Mm-hmm. Is there um? I know you like King of the Hill. Is it is oh, that yeah. like is that your favorite adult cartoon? Um, actually, um, my favorite, I would say my favorite, King of the Hill is great, like, it's just, like, um, I don't know, like, somehow, you know, Mike Judge took four, you know, white conservative middle-aged guys and, like, made it funny to watch. Yeah, exactly, they're really funny to watch, I really think it's hilarious. But, like, my favorite adult comedy, uh, my, one of my favorite shows in general, actually, is BoJack Horseman. Oh! Um, which, at first, seems like a, another, like you know raunchy sitcom um and it, it still is but like it's more so like a, a deep dive into like mental illness and like substance abuse and like you know overcoming like mental trauma which um is crazy because it's like a sh- it's a show about a talking horse yeah yeah <laughs> that's a, that's that's a yeah no i've heard amazing things yeah. about that show just like character writing and like oh yeah jesse pinkman's in that one too bro yeah yeah and um how many seasons is it uh there are six seasons um in total i mean it's honestly like a miracle that like it got an ending really yeah it, and it's strong the whole way through yeah oh it's it's definitely like strong it's pretty consistent there's no like dips in like quality or anything the first season is a little rough just because it's still trying to figure out its bearings Uh uh-huh but like after that like once they get get past that hump in season one like it's just like constantly like throwing you all these like crazy situations and like you know the main character bojack horseman he's like he's trying to become like a better person he's like and it's really hard for him because Mm -hmm. of all all the baggage that he has Mm mm-hmm Oh yeah. yeah, I've heard really good things about that show. Like I see like video essays about it all the oh, time. Yeah. I recommend it, but I try to stay away from it because I haven't watched it. Because everyone yeah. just says like it's really like emotionally strong. Yeah. I would say, um, I think my favorite adult cartoon is still like to this day is like South Park. I just South like, Park. I just I think when I was growing up watching it, like ninth or not ninth like seventh to like 12th grade you know you're laughing at all the fucking butthole jokes yeah and like, they're like farting and like yeah. like the canadians look like you know like like big <laughs> chompers or whatever and like they got um just fat jokes like yeah um one episode i didn't even realize how funny it was when i was younger the have you seen the one where it's butters and he becomes a pimp no, I have not. Oh my God. I, I feel like I have to know. No, it's 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 called Butters Bottom Bitch. So basically, like <laughs> like Butters, um, he goes around. He um he finds girls that will give out these like fourth grade girls. Yeah, he will find these fourth grade girls who will um basically prostitute themselves except for kisses. So they would they'll only sell kisses. So like that's her th- that's his thing right so it starts off as that but then slowly he recruits like actual like bitches and hoes like as he, <laughs> as he quotes it in the show and then like he starts actually pimping he like goes to a pimp convention <laughs> and he's like he's talking to all the other pimps and they're like you gotta you gotta know how to talk to the ladies man you gotta know how to run the business and you know butters he's like this innocent fourth grade yeah. guy and they're all like you know what I'm saying man and he's like <laughs> I indeed know what you are saying man. <laughs> So, um, I think watching that now is so much funnier because I was just like, I didn't realize all like the social kind of construct jokes, you know what I mean? 
and like you don't realize it until you're older and you kind of like see that yourself you're like oh fuck like that's funny because like yeah. that's actually hella relatable you know yeah. what i mean like i was watching it before because like they're saying bitch and hoe and shit like yeah. i think that's <laughs> so funny you know what i mean it's funny that you bring up south park because like i've never really watched south park that much but like um in community college one of my one of my drama professors he was talking about like how the show was like created and it's like these two college kids and like they're they have like an assignment to like make like a video or something and then like they make like a like a really crude like animation using like construction paper mm-hmm. and like um and they produced it and like it got really good reception from their friends and stuff and then uh like a lot of tv shows wanted to pick it up and like you have all these big like uh networks like fox and abc and whatnot but like they wanted them to like water it down because like it, it's it's raunchy. You know? Oh, it's so. raunchy. They're 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 uh, no. Some of the earlier episodes are really like the first episodes. Cartman gets an anal probe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So like it's super raunchy, and then like the the creators. Uh, what are their names again? Uh, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Yes. Yeah, so Trey Parker and his friend. He's like, they're like, you know, like we can't compromise the product. Like, like it's just like it's not gonna work that way and then i think comedy central came up to them and like at the time they're just like running like reruns of like other shows like like probably like fresh prince of bel-air stuff like that Mm -hmm. and then they're like so they're like a new network they don't have any they don't have any like original content Mm -hmm. and then they come up to them they're like look man like um like we don't have a lot of money like we're obviously not that big of a network but like we can give you like complete creative control. Like mm-hmm. you have complete creative freedom. You can do whatever you want. And so they took that offer. And I always like I always thought that was like really inspirational for me. Because that's that's the end goal is complete creative freedom. Yeah, with and your project. Apparently, like um, like they spend like millions of dollars for lawsuits because like they keep getting sued like every year or something. Oh yeah, no, they do. They they um they had um. A while back, they ha- they got like in really bad trouble because they showed a uh, Muhammad as like a superhero and like the super best friends is like a bunch of the religious leaders is like Jesus, Buddha, and they all have like superpowers like like Jesus is, like shooting fireballs out of his uh, hands. I don't remember exactly, but like they had they had Muhammad in it and they got like hella death threats. And then they made a they actually made a follow up episode, kind of uh, their two hundred episode talking about it. It's actually removed everywhere, hmm. but um. It's a super controversial episode, but, um, you know, they're kind of making, in that episode, they make fun of the idea of, like, the censorship. Like, um, Comedy Central is like, oh, you can have this episode, but we want you to censor out Muhammad, like, a black bar around Muhammad. Yeah. And it's like, and they were like, it's like social commentary on, like, okay, like, like, if there's a black bar around Muhammad, everyone's calling it Muhammad, you know what (laughs) I mean? And, like, still being disrespectful to Muhammad, you know what I mean? And then, like, isn't that the same thing as if it wasn't uncensored? (laughs) Exactly. And so, um, what they, and like, this is like, um, this is like the weirdest part of the whole episode is like, like they, Kyle, or like, you know how they always have like a moral, like, you know, the conclusion or whatever, like the lesson that's learned. And so the lesson they learned in that episode is, um, you know, the premise of the episode is just like all the people they ever wronged, like Tom Cruise, fucking Barbara Streisand, um, ginger kids, like they all come together and try to fuck over the main kids or whatever. Yeah. And so at the end, they're like, they're like, you know what, guys, like, you know, you don't always get what you want, but the real way to always get what you want, no matter what, is through violence. That's what the the lesson they were teaching was. And they made Comedy Central made a bleep them out, too. They're like, they wanted the whole speech bleep out, whereas like, 
Kyle basically saying like, yeah, guys, like, you know, if you want whatever you want, people are threatening or people are mean to you or people don't respect you. The way to make them respect you back is just to be violent with guns and <laughs> weapons and stuff like that. And like, that's such like a horrible, horrible message. Oh, yeah. That's like terrible. But like, at the same time, it's like, you know, like, isn't that so much real? You know what I mean? Like yeah. all these like, you know, um, terrorist groups or like people who threaten all these creators, like at the end of the day, like if they're sending death threats and oh, things yeah. of violence, you're like, how do you not respond to that? You yeah, know exactly. I mean? And so like, I just think it's so funny because it's like, at the end of the day though, like Comedy Central was like, no, we need you to bleep that out. And it's just like, that's the point. Like, that's exactly the point. Like yeah. they don't want threats of violence. So they're going to censor themselves. But I think that's like the big thing about being create, like a creative is just like, at the end of the day, you really do want just creative control of your own product yeah exactly because that is your product yeah i mean like if someone's um us i keep forgetting it the 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 title of your pilot what's the title of your pilot again Uh, hardwired hardwired like someone said hey we want to do hardwired but we want to remove your two main characters make it a dog and a cat um have fancy little hats and they're not cyberpunk anymore they're actually uh it's actually an anime like you would be like fuck no get the fuck away from my product you'd be like absolutely not but like at the same time like you know some people are not willing to people are willing to compromise on that Mm -hmm. and they're like okay fuck that like or not fuck that i mean like they're like okay i'm willing to give up my creative control to be stable and it's always like that's what i find is the hard medium it's always so hard to figure out like you know what is really worth your time and effort and what are you willing to give up in order to like get across your message or your dream exactly yeah um cool we're coming close to an hour. Um, this has been the first episode. Do you have any finishing thoughts, Kent, you want to say? No, I had a great time. Thank you for coming, Kent. Like I said, uh, Kent's my roommate. We've been in Fiji for the last three years. He's been the first guest on here. Really appreciate you coming. We had a good talk. Wow, doing this podcast is a lot harder. Not harder, but um, what's it called? Talking for an hour. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Thank you, Kent. Cool. Thanks for having me.